2: Jennifer Connolly said to the worm, What did you say? And he said, I said hello, but that's close enough. <laughs> Which is what happens in the labyrinth. Everybody's. Yeah. You know that joke. Everybody does that. It's all the time. <laughs> is that the way you open? I open every show with, Hello, what did you say? I said hello, but that's close enough. <laughs> I start it all the time like that, always. <laughs> when, whenever I do. There's one? Is there's that... an instant breakthrough. If Everybody one, knows what the fuck you're talking about. You yeah. say, did you say hello? No, I said hello, but that's close enough. <laughs> every every time you do that, you crack up a if room. If there's one
3: thing that having a British girlfriend has taught me, it's that they love when you do that type of accent. That <laughs> thing, <laughs> and look deep into their soul when you do it. Exactly. Like right into the heart of them, and they'll be like, brilliant. I've never heard this before in my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's kind of like the... Dick Van Dyke version. That's
3: what she says always. She's like, She's like "Why? Why did he choose that way of speaking oh, it's English? Because so
2: it's ruined English for all of us here." Neil Gaiman yes. in the very early issues of the Sandman. Go on. Made a joke about the Dick Van Dyke quality of doing the British accent mm-hmm. in the first like seven or eight issues of the Sandman.
3: Would that be Neil- Preludes and Nocturnes?
2: It was. It actually yes, it was Preludes yep. and Nocturnes. The Pre- first story arc. Great, great, great. Death made her first appearance in the very first issue ever in the DC comic, and Death made a crack-ass joke against the quality, or perhaps the, the lameness, <laughs> of Dick Van Dyke as a horrible example of a cockney accent. She's like, why the fuck did he talk like that? <laughs> That's what she said all the time. It was fair Maybe fantastic. Maybe that's what I should yes.
3: start her on. because She she's, did. She, she came to the event tonight, which we had, the yes. Mystery Science Theater yes. 3000 event. That was so welcome to MelCast. Welcome to yes. MelCast 3.0. I am Derek yes. under, uh, at, at I am underscore DVDM.
0: Yes, and joining us
3: tonight, we have Clifford Broadway. Welcome aboard. Hello, everybody. Who is now the voice and the face of XSN, our extreme shopping network that live casts out of meltdown every day from like four to nine is it yeah. every day or the weekdays
2: yes every day seven days a week from like four until ten forty-five at night oh wow, that's crazy that's a long... it is awesome this is the online network that found the cool rad shit and yeah yes. we bring it straight to the fans who want to see what it is up front and personal you know what's crazy is the first night that we tried it the first night,
3: when it's like all the stuff should like fall through or like no, one, there's no traction being made. The first night that we started it, we had people watching, and and a number of things sold, which was really? pretty crazy.
0: And did you guys promote it like really bigly?
3: He joined really me. Large? He joined really bigly. me. <laughs> I love that. Really oh my bigly. gosh! Yeah. Don't even. <laughs> what? Really bigly. Really Dude. big. Dude, I my English really is
2: is a C plus at best.
1: <sighs>
0: Mine's go like on. an F. What was your question? Go on.
2: No, I was saying you joined me on stage. Oh, I did, yeah. Live, this mm-hmm. guy, Derek, introducing the comic books of the week, the best titles that Meltdown had to offer of yeah. the week. Yes,
3: It just so happened the past two weeks that we'd done it, um, all of the publishing houses came out with really good stuff. I noticed that the, the publishing houses that I picked, it was like eight different publishing houses. It was pretty awesome.
0: That's, which books did you choose?
3: There was a... There was a wide array. I mean, there was plenty of obviously DC stuff, but I did throw in of Marvel course. because um, I think was it was, it was been, Hulk.
0: You know, you've been yeah, dabbling yeah, yeah. a little in the Marvel, been, which I'm I've, very I've, proud of you for. No,
3: I've been talking about Marvel because finally Secret Wars is um, whatever. There's been <laughs> as some number. You
0: talk shit. I think that it's great. There's
3: an, there's well, you did there either is. of you guys pick? Well, we'll get to that. But, but like yeah. Secret right. Wars finally came out with issue eight. eight? eight. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so they have two yeah. more to go. Which, yeah. which they advertised originally was seven. So this is kind of a
4: big deal. No, no. Yeah. They advertised eight. Oh, nine. Oh,
3: it's nine,
0: it. oh, it's nine but not right, ten. Right. Oh, okay.
3: Mm. Got it. Um, but that's that's for later on. Let's talk about this event that happened at Meltdown tonight. Yes. From wow. Mystery wow. Science so Theater.
2: Fun. Okay. Imagine in the 1980s to the 1990s, this is a generation ago, before there was Twitter, before there was was social media shit that we understand and share between (laughs) each other, there was just basic cable, and there was (laughs) Comedy Central. And at the moment, the most surreal and kind of fan-based show that they had on the air was Mystery Science Theater. The concept was that Joel, uh, an intergalactic janitor on a hapless space station, was trapped with the robots and they were stuck on eternity on this radiation uh, around, you know, forever looking at bad movies, horrible 20th century bad movies. And so their punishment was to watch these goddamn movies (laughs) and, and... Instead of it being torture and misery, which is what they're, you know, like owners and precipitors, I thought that would be condemnation for them.
3: Because there was a, a, a
2: narrative yes, that yes, they established. Was they, they did it talk was...
0: between like the screen, like FaceTime type of thing. Absolutely. Yes.
2: They did. And you get to see the live one single human actor among a variety of puppets. Mm-hmm. So there's a labyrinth analogy. And that there's one human, the rest of them puppets. Mm, and, and right, you had this depiction of a guy sitting in the front row in the theater, mm-hmm. and there was always a silhouette in the foreground while you were watching the worst movie of all time. <laughs> and they would throw out these incredible one-liners and these great jokes at the expense of this piece of shit movie that we're watching. It was hilarious. It was always it was great. The best.
0: And it was it the was great. best constant, like, commentary. Like, yes. Oh, like I couldn't was... even I can't even quote any of them. I wish I could, but they were great.
3: Do you have any quotes that stick out? Because it's just like one of those things that oh my god, I you walk know. away feeling good yeah. about. But where were they quote worthy?
2: There was one. <laughs> There's a going. There was one movie that they mocked. They always take an old bad sci-fi or fantasy movie mm-hmm. from the forties or the fifties. And they mm-hmm. would satire the shit out of it, and they would find this old one, a per, one in particular that stands out as a legendary episode on Mystery Science Theater three thousand was the Pod People. Do you guys remember? Oh, <laughs> yes. of course, the Pod People, it's a and classic. one of the victims had these like spotty bright lights on their forehead, like this hideous outbreak of acne, and so. You know, Joel and the bots make this joke about acne, and they deliver the punchline with precision. It was hilarious. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you how funny it was, and it was unprecipitated because these guys are original, uh, like actors doing their own improv in right. the moment, and they just doing their riff, and they kept the recording going when their improv was really good. Mm-hmm. The better their improv was. The more likely they were going to be to keep that cut and keep it in the presentation, right. mm-hmm. As they were doing it. So, so
3: now, so we're, so we're talking about a show that yes. has, um, even though it's just it's commentary on pre-existing horrible uh, movies, uh, yeah, horrible movies, um, yep. a media of just like kind of yuck that has lasted, and somebody's <laughs> found it, and we're laughing at it now, and and we have a a, a second or like time has passed to just be able to comment on it.
2: If someone can say, what is the worst film ever? Right. Okay. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or Plan okay. 9. Plan or nine.
2: Plan 9 Wait, from what? Outer Space. Yes. It would. Everyone wants to talk in these terms right. as, as long as geeks are involved yes. because they, they have a certain way of an analyzing and looking at what is the worst film ever. <laughs> right. We have a certain slant of looking at these things. Granted, I understand that, but mm-hmm. when when you want to look at how did you get to that point? Mm-hmm. That is even more fan- fascinating. The limited resources. You Think of yourself as an indie filmmaker. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I do,
3: very frequently. All the time. <laughs> I love yes. to think of myself as Martin Scorsese, but it's just like, yes. let's be realistic. I am an indie filmmaker. And, <laughs> and from time to time, yeah. you
2: only get what you get. <laughs> exactly. Is this a Stones? Like... No, You can't really. always get what you, you can mind. Always get what you want. What you want. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is turning into the but Clifford Broadway karaoke time, hour. Yes, you might find so the, you get what you need. Yes. Uh Mick, <laughs>
3: Mick, exactly. uh, Mick. May I borrow you for a second? So uh, yes. the big thing that's uh, happening right now was that the event was for the Kickstarter um, uh, 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 side of things for for. This new relaunch of the show, that's featuring a completely new cast yes. and a new set of actors.
4: Aristotle, yes. who, who is the lineup? Jonah Ray, mm-hmm. Felicia Day, mm-hmm. Panos, which uh, is comedic gold. Uh, also, oh I've I always forget about this because I don't. You're not going to see their face, but you're going to hear their voices. Mm-hmm. Baron Vaughn and Hampton Yell are going to be. Where
3: have we heard them from?
4: The or seen I, them. I believe they've, they've... Have they both done the Meltdown? I, think, I don't know. Yeah, they've they for Their sure done the live on the show. posters, I'm pretty sure. But um, like the TV show. Yeah. I know Hampton Yeah, for sure did yep. the TV show. Yeah. Right. Remember. But they will be the new voices of uh, Crow and Tom. Right.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to see it.
3: And so we were aiming cool. for... We were aiming for a, a benchmark tonight with our telethon.
2: Yes, we were. And we surpassed it. By many hundreds of thousands of dollars, which
3: is crazy. We're sitting here and, and we're just watching it tick it by. Beyond. And it was what was it at? Like five point nine was what we were aiming for originally. It met their goal. Five point oh, excuse me. Five point nine
2: million dollars. Five point nine was the goal that they met. They were at like five point six or seven coming in. Ninety I mean, ninety minutes ahead of the end time. Right, an hour and a half ahead of the end. Right, they bolstered through their finale. Yep. And somebody said, shh, shh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. We want to save that energy for later in the broadcast. <laughs> I'm like, No, <laughs> goddammit. Everybody's cheering and hollering and clapping in the distance because yeah. they, met their, they met their goal. Right. There and, were a lot of fans present. And, and, it was we, a very energetic and we did experience,
4: experience.
3: Yeah, was a great. bit of technical difficulties uh, at the beginning, but because of, the, of the, yes, the professionalism of, of Patton Oswald, yes. of Mr. Joel our, our uh, Mystery Science Theater host, yes. and also... Um, the technical crew. Uh, the technical crew. Yes. We, we got through it. And a number of people were commenting online, even called the store to say that they were enjoying it despite the technical difficulties. And in fact, I think that the number one summary of a tweet that came in is, I have no idea what's going on at Meltdown due to the technical difficulties, but I'm loving every second of it.
0: So wait, what happened? What were the technical... It was just...
3: It was just... We were trying to get the sound and it was like they could barely hear. And we were also Skyping to Jonah Ray, which who, again, I think Jonah uh, needs a tip of the cap because he was definitely carrying a part of the show that anytime you try to Skype to someone, he was Skyping from Atlanta, I think. Yes, he was. He was Skyping from Atlanta. And if if you can carry the show at a time when we need to from Skype, it's a very difficult thing and what's... Kind of sad and really messed up is so many different platforms are relying on Skype, even though it's right. it's it's kind of fifty fifty at this it point. Is. You have internet totally connection or you don't. And right now tonight, like we had so many people on our Wi-Fi, and it was yes. just it was so many people here praying that it would work. And eventually, thanks to Justin at XSN, your cohort, yes, with uh, the OneRing.net,
2: Mister Justin Sewell there was a there was a combination of technologies with yep. with a live stream mixing with youtube live and other stations live right uh, they were trying to present the same signal 24/7 precisely at the same time oh, right
0: so it was just slowing down the network completely at,
2: at the same time the t- the wonderful folks from mystery science theater mm-hmm. had Given us files to present live that were not so we could catch up they, they didn 't play exactly right, mm. they, they gave them to us at the last minute, right, so all of a sudden there was this magical rush of organic television right, and the difference is that it was live on the internet mm-hmm. used to be a time they would do that brave shit on like you know broadcast television yeah now we 're doing this live out of the cuff mm-hmm. crazy business of. I didn't have the script, but we finally get it. And the last minute, they put the cameras in the exact positions at the last minute. And then resources are suddenly realigned and sudden connections. Wait a minute. This cable doesn't connect to this cable. Do you know what I overheard tonight? Say it. This was a male cable versus a male cable. It should be a male versus female cable. They sent someone to the fucking store to get an Mm. adapter to change the connections from the video cables just to make sure that all the audio and video would work precisely. There was a chaos behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and it all came together swimmingly at the end of the night. You know what's really great? Overdrive. Is that um, the
3: internet a lot of times can be very, very mean.
2: And what was
3: was so cool is given the, um, the source material... Of yes. Mystery Science Theater, the cast yes. that so many people were fans of, the internet actually was quite nice to us, and we're listening, and we're engaged, and we're hoping for us to meet that goal tonight, and we did, in fact, meet the and goal. And we surpassed it.
0: And it was such a great outcome.
3: It was. It was. And everyone went from going... Holy shit! This is um, this is Kitty Hawk. Are we going to take off at all? And we just yes. at, there was a point where we watched flight actually happen.
2: Yes. And it was awesome. That yeah. was awesome. At the yeah. end, they went far, far past yeah. their goal. They did, and they made many hundreds of thousands of dollars past their stretch goal. They're going to get thirteen episodes for the That's new season. That's crazy. That's of so cool. Mystery Science Theater. Ladies do you and guys gentlemen, know
0: what movies you guys are doing yet or anything? God, I they wish
2: I wish I knew. Yeah, they haven't said. Yet, they haven't. But I'm so excited. I could because
3: they also haven't uh, commit to any. Is someone interested in in like either Hulu or Netflix or what's the platform and what's just going out? Because what I thought I heard was they hadn't decided yet. They were just raising the funds to
2: do it themselves and whoever wanted to stream it. Wait a minute. After the performance of today's online fan energy, oh, absolutely! They're, they're going to get a deal on Hulu tomorrow. You think so? so? Yes, watch it, or Amazon Prime. Pick pick your choice of distributors. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The distributors are a plethora now. Yeah, everybody is off basic cable. Everybody is off like network. Everybody is off that shit. Oh, definitely. I'm Why telling when you, you can stream it? Yes, I
3: feel like um, NBC is going to like off you tomorrow for saying that. Uh,
2: they probably are. Gonna,
3: <laughs> all the newsroom people are going to be like, oh, this Clifford Broadway guy is uh, going to new... need to be taken out. They're,
1: of
0: course. <laughs> they're like
1: <Yeah>.
2: mobsters now? <laughs> yeah, see, uh, he's making too much sense on the uh, interwebs. Wait a minute. If you want to watch really good stuff on CBS, yeah. you have to turn on your Roku device mm. because you're watching third-party internet-like content. Mm-hmm. and that's where they're driving their content now of course i'm telling you they're driving their content to a, right. a new destination for new appetites for new people online mm-hmm. and it happens to be other distribution channels on your phone on your tablet on your device right so you know that yeah and now the comic book world is doing that the video gaming world is doing that mm-hmm. the broadcast news world. The is video
3: game world is... It's amazing.
1: Oh, it's so no, amazing. The
3: video game world? Is that what we're talking about? Because I talked to Aristotle. We talked about it on a previous podcast. Like, the video game world sounds like a complete bastardization of what I loved as a kid growing Just cause up. Just
0: because the new consoles of you guys, but not necessarily, like, everything about the new game world. It is...
3: There's... the The fact that you video would game. release a video game with no story mode... Yeah. Every game needs to come with a story mode. Uh, it, seriously, like, I don't care if it has really good multiplayer, and you just come together with a, like a schlocky story well, mode. I will. N- Modern Warfare Two had like a like a Michael Bay esque narrative that you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but so it was so much fun to play yeah. at the same time yeah. that it, the gameplay of Modern Warfare Two changed like a first person shooter like it it defined what a new first person shooter is and it had a narrative. So it's like if you want to if you want to say that oh no, no no we just put out the multiplayer now it's like fuck you. That's like
0: halfway I through that, a hand job. I think that fuck there's you. like a market for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there is, especially if like there's games out there like League of Legends where it's like 6 player versus 6 player like I think a yeah. lot of people do just like that full-on action, like PvP. Mm. You're just not have you just don't happen to be one of them. I think.
3: Yeah, I, I I I turn to video games the same way I turn to comics, which is this is a medium of storytelling for me. Right. And I get that it's interactive storytelling, and I love that we live in an age where people are playing with each other versus fighting each other and killing each other and beheading each other. And doing terrible things to each other. I love that we have an activity where we do that. But it's also a medium to me.
0: It is. Well, you that's know? because... That I, I you, want that. You like the storytelling. That's yeah. what draws you.
3: Maybe I'm being selfish.
0: But some people just like the gore.
3: <laughs> some people also, just like the...
1: <laughs> just yeah, to like, games, right? Hey, it's
0: I true. Put, yeah. It is what it, like, is. But, but,
1: yes, it is. But, but,
3: but honestly, I've had no one... No one give me a convincing argument of this is one of the best stories... Of a of a current gen console that has come out, and like honestly, this should be if we're talking about the computing power and just the raw ability of these new current gen systems. Why the fuck have I not heard of like the Gone with the Wind version uh, storytelling of well, of more, video games right now, like... or the, the 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 Lord of the Rings storytelling epic of I will video games? Say
4: that Battlefront though is so extremely well built that like I I have never You're talking
3: mechanics to... of. Yeah
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. Like look. There's a lot of games that have that are glitchy as shit and suck when and they the And the updates out. come
3: out and yeah. you have a 5 hour update so you know before you even t-
4: play the game. So far has it's... not had any of that. It's so like if it was a table and I was a craftsman I would say like this is a Did very you get the
3: $110 table. package right. or did you get the $50 game? The $50 game. You didn't you didn't get well, that's any... That's
4: because it'll come later. I'll I'll get to that. Okay.
3: All right, if you're happy with the fifty dollar <laughs> game, then good, because I'd hate for you to say that you're like, yeah, I need to get the hundred and ten dollar game.
0: But I feel like you're living in such a instant gratification world where you Me? want things Me? like instantly Me? epic. Me? Yes, you sometimes you have to wait for epicness.
3: Listen, the the It's relatively the, early. The Xbox One life. What? The <laughs> Xbox One and the PS4 have been out for how long now?
4: Not that long. It's only no. They've been
3: out long enough.
4: When I think of the life, he's he's nodding. Yes,
3: (laughs) he's like, yeah. We should have got something by now. Don't. I've (laughs) heard good things about uh uh Fallout Four. Yeah, Fallout Four, Metal Gear Solid. I don't know. Okay, but
4: you've been hearing that.
3: I mean, I would maybe play
4: those, but Mm -hmm. I heard there's
0: a lot of glitches.
4: Yeah. See. That yeah, that is
0: true, but like we're just like upping our scale in like graphics, and all of that takes memory, and you know they're still trying to figure that shit out. Give them time
3: here here's what I'm afraid of yeah, yeah. um fair enough yes. the right? yes, the yes. market is looking this is the gaming market is looking at our apt based technology, true, and saying, oh. Yes. They're having success in X. And these gaming consoles are muddying up the line between app software, app technology, and going, oh, app-based in-purchase games and things like that. But
2: isn't it ironic that those gaming industries and Microsoft, yes. Xbox, etc., yep. spent so much effort and time to have a breakthrough into the marketplace That their console experience was going to be better than anything else that the industry could provide. That's why you had to have the newest update of the Xbox or the PlayStation or blah, blah, blah. In the end, we're now looking at a generation of people who are indeed, as you have adroitly pointed out, Mm -hmm. looking at app based tech and UI to look at at their new gaming experience. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating how this has shifted. After millions of dollars have been put in place to look at console gaming as the standard, now it's a fucking different standard. Isn't it strange? It is. Mm It's
0: just... It's like one of those other things we just toss away and upgrade. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Exactly.
4: There's also more to it, just because I feel like none of us are particularly massive gamers in the way that like Matthew Burnside is. Yeah, like, he knows True. like yeah. everything.
3: And we had um another event here at Meltdown, the three arguably the three oh. uh biggest personalities in gaming here tonight that were or not tonight. Um the other night yesterday?
1: Yesterday? Yesterday. Holy
3: shit. Uh oh, it was is very late the, tonight. The um book. that yeah, that we're signing for like um Black Ops 3 and a number of things and their draw was pretty insane. Yeah. Really, they right. had a lot of people from the um, Twitch community mm-hmm. oh, it's um, cool. that were here, and like moms and dads were bringing them out to like really? meet these three like nice icons too. in gaming, and they were being treated as that's rock stars. It was pretty crazy.
1: That's yes. cool.
3: It was pretty insane. Again, I'm like
0: offer women gamers. I think that's amazing.
3: Yeah, there was. There were three guys. But oh, there', there were three but, guys? but but yeah, but, the, but
0: that book is girls,
3: yes, you're right, what and book is that? the girls that were there was plenty of girls that were coming to the event, ah. not just because they fancied the gamers, but because it's like it's a there's new it's girls. a brave new world yeah. right now,
2: yes, it is where there's
3: plenty of female gamers, plenty of female comic book readers, and
0: yeah. I happen to be one. You are? Oh my gosh.
3: Do you want to be the first to talk about
2: the <laughs> comics of the week?
0: I would.
2: Isn't it interesting that we have this public acknowledgement of the fangirl all of a sudden? Yes, it's kind that's, of awesome. But that's a bigger weird. conversation. It's huge. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it?
0: It's awesome in the way of no one like goes, Oh, you, you're you a girl and you read comics though? And it's, you yeah. like, actually know something? And I'm just like, Well, yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't get that as much anymore. And it's it's kind of awesome because then I just have that person that will talk back with me and Mm -hmm. not just question it.
3: That's cool. So do you feel like you are. Do you feel like now the times have been like, oh, you have a lot of peers like female peers that will also jump into the conversation. Do you still feel like you're kind of a dark horse?
0: No, I feel like I have like a lot more female friends that Mm -hmm. can talk about it or like. I fi- I find, like, women, like, comic bloggers yeah. on, like, Tumblr and stuff yeah. like that that I follow. And we have common interest in, yeah. like, comic books. So it's nice to, like, be able to find these suggestions on all different media.
3: Yeah. You know what's funny is I think about, like, um, sometimes I, like, fast forward a little bit and I think about, like, at this point in, like either historical or pop culture or something like that or technology or something like that I fast yes. forward to like yes. if I'm a dad and I'm talking to like either my son or daughter and it's like yeah you know what's what's funny is like during the time that I was growing up uh it was it was unique to find a girl who thought it was cool that you were reading comic books. Yeah. Cuz I can yeah. remember sitting in the the choir yeah. room thinking like, "Oh my god, I'm so close to so many girls. Does <laughs> do any of them read comic books at all?" And the answer was like, "No." And so and now there's just so many like female readers that come into our shop, yeah. that I feel like they're like, they're like, like. Whenever Seriously. I have a kid, they're just gonna be jaded. It's like, yeah, yeah, Dad. I mean, like, it's yeah. That's <laughs> like crazy. That and- pe- that girls didn't read comics, but they read them now.
0: And you're just or your kid would be like, you and mom read them. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at you both read them. Like, I have that example already. I understand that to be true. It's like, yeah, but take yourself yeah. back to the time
0: when it where I'm like just crazy. sitting
3: there and it was just only what guys did.
0: And not even all guys, just very specific guys.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a a niche, like the beta male that... Yeah. And what's funny is like when I was growing up, I was like, I didn't feel like... I didn't feel judged because I was reading comics. I don't know if it it was because it was like right at the age where like Spider-Man movies were coming out, and it was like a lot of people were going to see this sort of dawning of the comic book movie. Well, I feel like also Blade Bro, the fact that Blade (laughs) Bro,
0: Blade, that our generation uh, has always kind of had, our generation has always had like comic books, like the Spider-Man cartoon, but they didn't read them. Yeah, But they always, yeah, knew they did have like, like Batman, were.
3: the animated series, exactly. Yeah.
0: And we had Christopher Reed, yeah, everyone knows yeah. who Spider Man or I mean, Superman, Superman is, right? You know, and yeah. then Cliff, we I mean, just had like X Men
3: cartoons too. Cliff, one of the coolest things I think about, like, when when I moved out to LA, I mean, I was already kind of experiencing this in like. Um, Iowa because I was a part of the theater community where it's like you have kids doing theater at like age nine and then you have adults that like they work a full-time job but they're like somewhere in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and they're doing theater. And like I, I, I was introduced to like all sorts of different ages. Like you're a hip cat. Here in Los Angeles. Sometimes. And
2: you <laughs> have I'm lucky. <laughs> <If> I'm lucky <laughs> You're hosting yeah.
3: like the XSN and and uh, <laughs> you have this like luxury of seeing a really full scale uh a spectrum of what nerd culture and gaming and I do. and read and like comics and like what, what do you think has been the biggest shift
2: from what you remember growing up to where it is now, and like, what's the biggest difference? The funny thing is that I'm 46 years old, mm-hmm. and so I can come from a perspective when, in in my age, when I was 18, 20 years old, yeah, and I was picking up my very first copies of Vertigo books, and at that time, <laughs> yeah, 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 it was kind of a big deal. Vertigo that DC yeah, would yeah, actually yeah. make a branch off. Publication mm-hmm. value and be so dark and be so dark yeah. and create a different brand, and we're like we were all like holy fuck DC <laughs> Comics is making comic books for adults yeah. right so therefore they had the necessary way to get rid of for mature readers only which was necessary at the time right and I mean you can read a number of powerful. Graphic novels, from Blankets to, you know... Craig Thompson, m- who we've had on the show. Yes, to Mouse, the great classic Mouse, to anything that Neil Gaiman did yeah. back in the day. If we're Maybe talking the- vertigo, for sure. Powerful. Oh, and you know they crossed way way beyond the PG, PG-13 PG vibration. Yeah. We're talking about storytelling that went way into the visceral, way into something powerful, deep. And, and all that stuff redefined comics industry at the time, I was there at the threshold of Vertigo starting their first branch of The Sandman. Himself. That's so, it was so cool. It was so... When I went into a Chicago bookstore, which is at the corner of Belmont and Clark Street, mm-hmm. we went right inside the store, and he was like, this is the newest Neil Gaiman. This is the newest Sandman. You have to read this. And I had no idea what was ahead of me I had to go back and read earlier collections of, um, of the deal with Lucifer mm-hmm. to exchange the key to hell in uh, a game of, um, what was it? Not A Game of You, but it was- um, um, Are we talking Within Sandman? Within or- Sandman Universe. Yeah. Yes. Forgive me. The name of it was A Season of Mists. Yep. That's yep. what it was. Oh. And. Is that
3: the tray that follows Preludes and Nocturnes?
2: Exactly. I thought so, yeah. Immediately yeah. so. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting being at that nascent beginning when comic book franchises and graphic mm-hmm. novel storytelling were starting to cross over with a larger commercially accepted appetite mm-hmm. for the macabre or for the offbeat. Right. Or for Anything on that kilter. Mm-hmm. It really was a nascent time. It yeah. was an amazing time to be there. So I'm where do you, you. where do you if you <laughs> was great. with the
3: with the with, so with nice. the um with the great. hindsight of that territory
2: yes yeah. what would you define the era that we're in currently postmodern it's all post 911 now yeah. Is it? yeah
0: and i think that
2: everything is post 911 now it's yeah. weird yeah.
0: but yeah. i think it's also kind of repeating itself with image having their creator own it's going into like a dark place too and yeah. like it's hitting more of, like, an adult audience. You know what I mean? So I think they are. just, like, when you, when you got to get into comics and it was turning into something dark with Vertigo, I think it's exactly the same with Image. Yes. It, like, reopened up, like, dark adult context. So what
3: is it about, like, what is it that you are keying into about either the um, archetypes, narrative style... Motifs, theme like what is it that you feel like is post nine eleven? Is it like just do you feel like culturally it's just impossible to make anything now and not think of it as post 9 nine eleven? Or what what is it about what what feel I mean have you have is that a hard is it a hard thing to like key into?
2: The perfect commentary on that yeah. is to read Neil Gaiman's Sandman issue, Ramadan. Okay. Where he talks about what happens during the Iraq war yeah. in the late 90s. Yeah. And then you look at where we are now in mm-hmm. the geopolitical sphere and reread Ramadan. And very recently, Mr. Neil Gaiman has said, I had no idea that my personifications or the, the way I would characterize that situation would become so realistic yeah. and perhaps uh, stark. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Whoa. Yep. Is it's that okay?
0: W- no, no, no that was a
2: punctuation
3: on how accurate you were to what you just said. <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry
2: about that.
3: Things became it. very real as soon as you made that point.
1: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: <laughs> no, you're okay. I did it the Have the humans in- one. <laughs> you did this? Yeah. I did it in front of guests, too. <laughs> oh shit. And it was really fun. <laughs>
3: So you you simply just crossed the threshold that we've. Me and you, done. me and you sorry. have like, like yeah. you, we've connected on
0: another level now.
3: <laughs> For those of you listening at home, there was some um, oh, there were some special drinks that were left behind by the uh, oh, Mr. Shit. Science Theater, and um, special drinks being alcohol. Um, so no,
0: sorry. they're that's Shirley okay. Temples. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
3: Grenadine and just like straight Seven up cherry up everything.
0: Cherries. Yes, I'm into it.
3: So the so the the. Neil Gaiman talked about. Yes. Neil Gaiman talked about. I'm sorry. Am I shouting into my mic? Yes. You're I'm fine. very close to my mic. I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> um,
0: you love to kiss it. I do. I do. My face is yeah. always nestled up next to it. <laughs> yes. Neil
3: Gaiman talked about um, seeing. It, it almost sounds like a foresight, in a way.
2: He was, in that in that gods and deities could be represented mm-hmm. in an anthropomorphic way, right? That we could easily relate to.
3: So if we're talking something that serious in like a, a celestial embodiment, yes. what is it? I guess let's tease this out. What is it in Gaiman's world that was personified post 9-11? Do you feel like?
2: In Ramadan. this
3: this sounds very interesting to me. In,
2: in Ramadan, the city of Iraq yeah. had been bombed and destroyed. Yep. This is pre-9-11. Was- at Post, he wrote this story with the wisdom of Post nine eleven, Okay. And he presented a situation where the dream lord, Morpheus, would go and visit and, and speak with the, the leader of Iraq from centuries and centuries ago and try to capture the essence of the city inside like a ship in a bottle. You know, mm. a, yeah. a classic city in the sand captured yeah. inside a perfect... Or Candor in the DC universe <laughs> inside the glass bottle had to do it. <laughs> the miniature. Had to do it. Yes. Yeah. Had exactly. to do it. Exactly. Go Carry on. on. Carry yeah. on. Exactly. Yeah. No. 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 I'm, no. Go no ahead. You see the analogy. I do. You see the analogy. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um. I feel like oh God. I feel like I stepped down another rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> another rabbit hole.
3: <laughs> Going down
0: another rabbit hole. Do you guys want to talk about the picks of the week?
3: Yes, yeah, so let's go down that rabbit hole. <gasps> yes. That is why we're here.
0: I picked the red you start. pill. You start. Okay. Miss Neo. So
3: <laughs> I
0: mean I can bend backwards. Can you? Kind of. Yeah? Well when oh my boyfriend's here, Matt. He is. He has
3: rope him into it. Cause he's not face palming or anything. I
0: know. I think his face is turning red.
3: He's just <laughs> waiting to see what you'll follow up with backbend.
0: Oh, cause I'll like make him like I don't know, maybe. Go um, on. No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I
3: mean, this can happen on Melcast, but there's a different <laughs> podcast you can jump on. I
0: feel like we've crossed that line numerous yeah, times. Yeah, why do we need to wait we for have.
3: another podcast? Well,
0: I was just saying, because, like, we'll do, like, a dip. <laughs> like, we dance sometimes, and then all will that. I saw
3: then. the dip here when we were here. Exactly. And it was completely PG, you, borderline PG 13. Super PG. It's nothing past that. It,
0: but then I feel like it could be interpretation.
4: Could be. Super But now what
0: I saw after in the store.
4: All the long, like, uh, I don't know about that anymore. I know. Now, I know That's hilarious.
1: I've derailed That's too far. <laughs>
0: Anyways.
1: Brilliant. So
3: Brilliant. you were starting us on the road, the path to the picks of the week. What yes, was? The what's path. the first one that you want to talk Thank about? Thank you, dear. So yes. I
0: also feel really bad because both of you guys picked both of the books that well, I picked.
3: Let's talk about it then.
0: So right, let's all, all group discuss. Right. You want to do that? Yeah. So...
4: Wait, Derek didn't pick this one. No, no, no. no. You, two mm. you two talk about it. But other one. You two talk about it. Yeah. You
0: want to do a- In synchronicity. Marvel holiday special Gwenpool?
3: Yeah. I'm just <laughs> going to sit back da. and listen, because I love when you guys film me in on
2: Marvel. Yeah. Marvel's the
0: best. So, Have you read this one?
2: No, but he's shown me. Derek has shown me some of this. It's excellent. It's mm. so great. Yes. Going back a bit, we had
4: mentioned that Deadpool came up in Howard the Duck number one. She's the new- She's a new player. Yes. She's a new player in the game.
0: And she's pretty great. She's pretty funny.
4: She's real funny. She love def- love her out. Love, just love her design. Love the way she looks.
0: Yes. And I love that her thought bubble, or her speaking bubbles are pink.
4: Yeah. Yes. Uh-
3: Gwenpools?
0: Gwenpools.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, with white
3: lettering or what? You what do know think it? it's still black. I think,
0: paint yeah, I think it's black. Oh, okay. You want me to paint the picture for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, so it's sh- like a pink thought bubble. With black text. Yeah, black text. Got it.
0: Definitely. Got
3: it, got it, got it. So
0: basically, this started off with um, She-Hulk being Mm -hmm. a lawyer, which was kind of cool.
3: Loved that arc. I don't understand why. There's like two titles that were awesome. Pre Secret Wars, it was She-Hulk and all her lawyer. Well, that was going
4: to end it either way, I believe. But,
3: but still, it was so good. Yeah. She-Hulk you know and all her lawyerness, and then Iron Fist, Kara Kyle Anderson. Ooh, have Andrews- you heard or- that they finally the
0: picked the director for Iron Fist?
3: They have oh, they for the show? Yes. Nice. Yes. Who is it?
0: Fuck.
3: Who is it? <laughs> I forgot the name. That's it's okay. We're bad with names.
0: I'm so bad with names. They picked it though. I sent it. So, this is
3: public domain. We can figure this out. (laughs) They did. But those are the two Marvel titles. Marvel, I'm talking about Marvel, that I was like, this is awesome. And then they ended and I was like, okay, Marvel, I tried.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know know what? I haven't read She Hulk. Uh, I'm pretty guilty. But now it's a
4: lasting memory.
0: But yes, now. Positive memory with Marvel. There we go. Yes. But uh, so you start off with her giving gifts, which is nice because it first starts off with She-Hulk, obviously. And then the second part is um, Miss Marvel. And uh, Captain Marvel makes a little appearance and gives her Hulk hands, which is pretty (laughs) funny. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah.
4: (laughs) It's different uh, stories, artists, writers, Mm -hmm. that all kind of interconnect. How many are we talking? Uh, Um, I think... Because there's She Hulk, there's Miss Marvel, there's Deadpool, and, the and then there's Hawkeye's, and then, and, mm. and then. Oh, well, the Hawkeye's Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, Hawkeye, yeah.
3: So we're talking different artists for the different protagonists? Like, or? for the
4: different story. Like, it will it starts with right, She Hulk, and right. that has a, a writer and an artist, and okay. then it goes to Miss Marvel. Okay, yeah. And then so, another writer.
3: Yeah. Nice. And this is all within one issue. Yes. yes that's it's really pretty, awesome
0: it's a pretty thick issue this, yeah, this is. one
3: where they price it at where do they price it at where do they price it at um what do you think they price it? 5.99
0: uh, yeah
3: unfortunately <laughs> there you go. this
0: is there one go. of those 5.99 books yep. Yep. um but yep. it's worth it it's pretty great because it does have spider gwen that is awesome and um she hulk actually
2: that sounds like a great piece of storytelling yeah that sounds great yes i love yes.
0: it um, she breaks the fourth wall, too, saying that yeah. she's not from this universe a few times. Grandpool. Oh, wow. Oh. Gwenpool, for real? Okay, Yes, good. which is pretty funny. Classic cool. like pool in fashion. And, yeah. Yeah, of course. And she YouTubes had a sword fight with two swords, which is also a very, very comical.
2: <laughs> so fucking modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Okay. Yeah.
0: She's yeah, pretty sassy great. and valley girly, too. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I dig it.
0: For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> wait,
3: wait, wait. Gwenpool is is Valley Girl.
0: She's super Valley Girl. Yeah, for real?
3: Are <laughs> you sure you're not just reading
4: it as Valley
3: Girl? Yeah, cause, <laughs> maybe it's just <laughs> like <laughs>
0: constantly my tone. I can definitely. Okay,
3: this is what I'm confused with, and I, and, I excuse like me a for a being little. so rudimentary. Gwenpool, are we talking about Gwen Stacy? We yeah, are yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about Gwen Stacy. In, yes, in a in a Deadpool outfit. In a well, Deadpool wait. outfit. But she's
0: dead, or she's. Deadpool, Gwenpool. but Gwen Stacy from another
4: right. universe. Wait, so but she, no, she's. Uh, oh God. Like, she's just hu- uh, not human, but I mean, right. yeah. Like yeah, she's and, not and, and she's, a well. <laughs> she's a little bit Gwen
2: Stefani she's, she's as well. She's a little bit Gwen Stefani as
0: well. She's that sassy okay. Gwen Stefani.
2: Because I was, I was going to say, I don't want to <laughs> split
3: Marvel hairs, but like, Gwen Stacy's from New York, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Valley Girl,
0: right? Well, that like, okay, maybe I was just reading it Valley girl That's okay. But but I literature is sure meant to be open boy. to interpretation. Literature. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Especially in comics. I feel like you can kind of be as sassy as you want sure. with
4: it. And she's sassy.
0: She's so sassy. I really like her a lot.
3: What are the other thoughts or maybe closing
4: thoughts on the issue? I want there to be more. Yes. I don't know. What's I feel a- like there's going to be...
3: I feel like you're going to be happy because there will probably be more. You
0: know what? I actually really enjoy like when the universes collide as well.
3: Mm-hmm. the other protagonist is that what you're saying like the other characters just more there, of or? like
0: it was a holiday it ended up being a holiday party that um from she-hulk's building her law off- okay. office um
3: love a she-hulk centric book
0: yeah it's very she-hulk uh, she great. actually even saves the day in a way nice there's um, an editor's note yeah. to one
4: of the previous issues of she
0: how dare yes.
3: how dare david goyer ever call her a green porn star <laughs> Oh, no, she what? is a classy woman. She is no, one classy lady. Goyer never said that. Oh yeah, oh he did. He totally I did. real. I, I don't think I told you. Are you burning that my up. ears off? That's I was in the crazy. room when he said that.
1: You're shitting I,
3: me. Granted, the room didn't react in too much disgust. The internet did, but I oh, definitely didn't tell you. About where, where did What's you say that? Then it really? was at, it was at like a script notes event. And he was, and and everyone was talking about how they would approach a like no. a film, She-Hulk? and She Hulk got brought up, and he was like, "Well, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, She Hulk is just an extension of Hulk, in that she's she's the the fantasy of 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 who could fuck Hulk, so she's what? just like a green no. porn star. That's what a David green- Goyer said. She's just a green porn star.
2: Yeah, are you, you could... fucking kidding
3: me? Which is like he did a very crude way of of."
2: Listen, he is
3: illustrating the way some people approach. I'm I'm sure some people bought the issue for that same reason, but that's not why the character was created. She wasn't created as a very savvy lawyer with the origin that she had. Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah. sure from a very commercial yeah. standpoint he made a point, but that doesn't represent the majority yeah. of people of at Marvel that were like what the, what she's a lawyer like what that's what we were doing we're just trying to bring someone into the Hulk family
4: yeah that being said yeah I, I, I didn't I forgot I completely forgot yeah. to tell you what's I feel up like you're the person that I should have told first uh the other day he was here. David Goyer? Yeah, David Goyer was here for He's a podcast. He's a nice guy. Episode. I think he wow. just He's honestly... super cool, yeah.
3: He, like, said something off that I don't think was kosher, and I don't think he thought about it because he was saying it, like, very off. It was like, a, it was like, how would you do a, like, a She-Hulk movie? He was like, well, the tr- difficulty with She-Hulk is that she is, you know... And I, I just think he didn't think about what he's saying. We were yeah. waiting for the moment where he's like, yes, what you're saying might be true at the time of yeah. the 70s where that could have been true, but we're waiting for the moment where you... Kind of cover your ass and say, and in today's context, what I would do with it is, and he just didn't do exactly. it. Uh, mm.
0: That's unfortunate. So I have,
2: yeah. I have a first I line appreciation. Him. I appreciate David Goriot. Oh yeah, he's awesome. he Sometimes... told me all
4: about v Superman. Yeah, he told
2: you everything. Oh. What are you? No, I'm
4: yeah. Just kidding. You. Uh... He you uh...
3: well, he's oh. not even like he. I'm sure he knows some things, but Chris Terrio he... wrote it. Was he consulted the he's same way? A, I'm sure. A producer yeah, oh, Okay, yeah. nice.
4: He knows wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. He just didn't want to say. Oh. Mm. Well, hopefully,
3: he has done something to help it not be too much. Because I think it can be a really good story. I think it can introduce a lot. But I know, as a DC fanboy, I'm like, how much is too much? Right. So if you're giving me a two hour and forty five minute, two fifty minute movie, a two hours and fifty minute movie. And you're fitting in all you are, I think it can be fine. Which is what Dark Knight and uh, Watchmen were, So theatrically. So, go ahead and make it that long. Hold my attention for that long. That's what I'm
4: saying.
1: <laughs>
4: so, but next uh, would... pick of the week.
0: Oh, um... Dare, or... <laughs> well,
4: I guess, do you guys want to talk about the book that you guys both read? Uh... Yeah.
0: We... Yeah. We could do that. Let's do that. Or do Cliff? you want to talk about yours?
4: Oh, no, no, no. We can talk about this one because I think, think Violence
2: is a beautiful book.
3: It's yes. great. Yes, we talked about this on XSN. So there's what's, what's kind of yeah. interesting is we, they're like, we, "Hey, we you want to you want to you want to talk about the new picks of the week?" And like I, uh, like I have a window in which I need to get them read and then talk about them so that I can sell them on the network. And this is one of the ones that I chose, and I felt like we talked yes.
2: about this one for quite a while. Yeah, uh, me and Cliff. There's there's a, a humanist point of view. To, to be presented about violence, yep. violence it traditionally in comic books can be hyper real yep. with costume superheroes, capes, superpowers but in this in this comic book of violent, the concept of person to person violence is tempered definitely always definitely by the human cost, and it 's so carefully measured it 's so interesting to see a person who comes out of incarceration. trying to establish themselves in a new lifestyle, 21st century lifestyle. And yet they find themselves continually drawn by hook, line, or sinker by the old temptations Mm -hmm. of a previous criminal life. It is beautifully explored in this artwork and in this narrative, in this book. I have to say, it's quite impressive.
3: To simply... Level the playing field. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the sense that this book gives me is a person leaves prison. This is essentially the narrative is we follow a protagonist. Yes. A male protagonist that is out of prison. And, yes. and he only served a year. But the odds are stacked so much against him. That he is looking to commit maybe—he's he's resisting the urge to commit just one crime or two crimes As he tries to get to him back to a level playing field because he's exactly. not really in a level playing field coming out of a federal penitentiary.
2: Exactly. If he tries to go back to human resources coming out of the state pen, mm-hmm. who's going to hire him? Right. Oh, you're an ex-felon. Yep. Yes, our hotel chain will hire you. Yes, of course, obviously. No, they don't do that. No. And so everybody coming out of the incarceration system mm-hmm. has to face this dilemma. Mm-hmm. And they explore it beautifully. And sometimes we're talking about people
3: uh, that have entered have say, it at the age of 17. Yes. 18.
2: I, my, you know? My, yeah. my half-sister is a district attorney in Volusia County, Florida. And she works as a as a DA, assigned to protect those marginalized young Hispanic or Black men that are taking yeah. they're being taken straight 100%. Out, straight out of high school straight into incarceration. You know, what's one of the biggest. That's what they're doing in Florida. One of it's the crazy.
3: Well, they're not just doing it in Florida. One of the biggest eye openers I ever had in my life was when I was in Chicago. Yeah. And there was a um, woman that broke into our apartment complex was trying to get at the woman that lived in the unit below us, trying to break through the front door, a big stained glass door to get to the woman that lived beneath us. I wouldn't. And I was like, I'm not going to let this just happen. This is in the dead of winter. uh, I think like January or February in Chicago, which is nothing to mess with. That's a lot of snow that we're talking about coming off that lake. Yeah. And somebody broke through and, she was trying to get at basically a a lover that a lover's quarrel that they were having and she was drunk she grabbed the shovel that was on the other side of the door that she broke through oh. yeah. she brandished it at me to try and get me to move and because i was worried about the person that lived below me i was like i'm not moving she swung she cut open my chest and I still have like a, a, a scar on my chest. For real. Yep. And and Whoa. then we both took a second. We looked at each other. We're like, holy shit, that just happened. She looked at me and I was like, uh, I'm not moving still as like a bead of like blood just drips down my chest. And wow. she throws down this shovel and she said, you know what this bitch did to me? You know what this bitch did to me? Anyway, long story short, after that whole process... I wanted to go to and testify just so that my landlady could get her door repaired and, like, none of it cost her any money. Mm -hmm. Apparently in our legal system, if something happens like that, we're talking criminal versus civil court. So I was going to a criminal hearing of a battery thinking that this civil suit, in my mind, of just get the door fixed could be assessed. And it couldn't. They were only cared about the fact that somebody beat me with a shovel, well, yeah, a snow that's, shovel.
0: That's definitely the right, larger it should, issue at it, hand. Yeah, but
3: I, I didn't Elizabeth. care. I got my tetanus shot, and all I really cared about was the fact that I wanted my landlady's door fixed, and that was a completely different court system. But the, the reason I brought this up was because yes. the 20 cases before our case was someone between the ages of 18 to 20, black male, with a marijuana minor possession charge that they all pled guilty to. Stacking the odds. That they all pled guilty to. And I just, I remember that that my eyes were open because I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. This yeah. is 100% grade A bullshit Stack because this that. is marijuana we're talking about here, a minor possession charge. That's yeah. nuts. That's Give nuts. me a fucking break. You know how many people in Orange County right now are smoking <laughs> marijuana yeah, between the definitely. ages of 18 yeah. and 20? Kiss exactly. my ass, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. That's insane. And these people are getting thrown... At, they're all pleading guilty. Why do you think it is? Is because they're yeah. young and they're being told by a lawyer, just plead guilty because you'll get a better sentence than if you say, well, really, I didn't have marijuana on me. Yeah. It's horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. And the time yeah. that my the judge was bored. This is this is what's sad is the the judge was bored by the time that they got to my case because the second that my case came up and he saw something that was unique because it had become normalized a black male between the ages of eighteen and twenty with marijuana that had become normalized to him he oh, looks gee. at my case and goes, Over "What's this? A new case? What is this? This is so
2: strange. This is odd." Yeah. and it was just I was disgusted no you're in a generational echo chamber yeah. things have changed over time and what's most fascinating about this comic book title The Violent, Violent, the Violent. is that it addresses this full on yeah. oh, that individuals what, are what
3: do you do it exposes exactly. the question what, what does it, somebody
2: it, do it is an individual expose of how to be re-assimilated in what is expected of normal society yeah. after incarceration right Who's looking at that question now? yeah, that's amazing and amazing. what's what is also
3: amazing is they don't ignore the fact that um this is not just a story about the male protagonist no, this definitely. is also about the female counterpart <laughs> to I this was male just protagonist say, I
0: like it a lot. I think it's both yeah. a narrative mm-hmm. for like a junkie couple that right ends up being a family and trying to get their stuff together and
3: while he is and at a moving job now.
0: Yeah, a mover. And, try
3: and trying to just... He's just of a day laborer. Mover, yeah. A day laborer it's trying laborer, to yeah. live a clean life, and it's I'm sure it doesn't pay great. No. She's working an office job.
0: At night, Where she cleaning. gets
3: she gets something from a seedy uh, character from her past.
0: Right. Um, in the form of? In the form of drugs. That with, a, with a
3: phone number. That powdery oh, heroin. heroin. Yeah.
0: And he even says, like... I will give a discount to, like, returning customers just throwing that, like, tease in front of her. And, you know, what? when you have horrible things happen to you, like, what she had of getting, Mm -hmm. like, her check, like, what was it? Uh, They didn't pay her for a week. Right. Um, And she was, like, worried about rent. And And
3: we established this male and female counterpart with the focal point of a child.
2: Yes, that's so, in the focal point of a child. But we don't know if the drug in abuse is uh-huh. meth or cocaine. We don't right. know yet. Oh, we don't. Or heroin for we, that we matter. We can assume it's, or, it's the other. Yeah. It could, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I
0: feel like yeah, in the in the panel, to me, right, right before she like kind of does it, it looks kind of her face looks a little methy. So I thought it was meth for yeah. sure. I, I thought mean so
2: too. Is
0: is that so. weird to say? No, it's not. <laughs> no. I mean,
3: I guess like we're past heroin. I feel. I, don't, like, I have no clue, but it sounds like the dialogue anymore is just meth.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially, that, especially like especially such yeah. a big slope I, to fall down. And I had I feel
3: no. Like... I had no idea, and I had somebody articulate this to me, and it was almost just foreign. Yeah. That they were like, "Oh, that's a meth gay." <laughs> I was You're... almost. I I didn't know how to. I mean, I'm a straight have white you... male, and I had no. I had no. I had no Clue how to address what I You've all I could heard do is that what? Term before? No, they they okay. said oh he's a meth right. gay and I was like please unpack that for me. I felt like they did a shoddy unpacking. Mm-hmm. Can you please explain? Because can because c- I have no idea meth gay. I don't know what the word unpacking means. Well, I just mean can you dice? Like, can you tell me what they can, okay. meant? Like because. In the Honestly, world, meth, gay. I don't understand. And in I the need... world,
2: in the world of club kids, yes. Before MDMA, mm-hmm. before using ayahuasca, mm-hmm. and going to the raves, right. which is what everybody's doing now. In the previous generation, in the '90s and the '00s, zero which is what we all generously call the noughts, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But in the generation of the '90s and the noughts, it was all about a different drug consumption. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean ecstasy was the 80s right. and it was reinvigorated a generation later. Right. It was totally reinvigorated but I mean the the kids that are experiencing all this MDMA mm-hmm. and the 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 rave culture right now and that uh, uh, sub, it's a sublime and differentiating experience for a whole generation of youth and it's reflected by Grant Morrison and, mm-hmm. and Brian K. Vaughn mm-hmm. and, and it's Duncan Fregredo.
3: What work and, of and, Brian K. Vaughn's are you referencing? Um, Am I like completely out of it?
2: Well, I mean. Because Grant Morrison, for sure, Invisibles all, all, and a number of different. Yeah, things. Invisibles. But perhaps the alternative reality in the present tense, and the present form. Right. I think it's being explored by many, many current writers of... Mm-hmm. Popular illustrated y- fiction. Yeah, I really do. Th- yeah, I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even with Neil Gaiman coming back and doing a a fucking overture for Sandman. Right. He's exploring another sense of reality within a consistent, sentient reality, mm-hmm. but heightened on another level. Yeah, and it's totally like you know the spirit molecule, DMT conversation. So seems to have influenced these storytellers. Are at we this talking? Level. So
3: so. Are you talking about like um cuz here's what I feel like I'm hearing is when when I, when I talk about uh when I, when I hear people talk about secondhand talking about drugs yeah Anymore, I don't feel like I'm hearing about a psychological experience or like a like a like a different going to a different realm like maybe like my the the older generations like the psychedelics what I feel like I'm hearing is just like Boy taking numb. taking all of your serotonin and and dumping it and being happy for a second and then never returning again.
0: I think it's... It's, it's what it's I feel like I hear of, about anymore. I feel like I hear a lot of more of a mixture of, And like, this is a
3: kid who only drinks and barely smokes. Yeah. All this right. is me.
0: I hear a mixture of, like, people trying just to be happy... Yeah. ...or just being numb, not yeah. feeling anything. Yeah. And I think that's another sign yes. of, like, the 9-11. After 9-11, everyone yeah. just wants You're to right. be numb.
2: Indeed. You're right. With, um... With some of the new books we're seeing, uh, yeah. a Vertigo. What's it called? Art Pop. Um, there's there's D- Duncan Fagredo. Yeah, ah. it's a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a conversation that mixes that kind of um, post drug induced nihilism mm-hmm. with a current, you know, a hyper facility that is provided by. Modern media, shared media experience. Right. These storytellers, they're crossing these great boundaries between hyper real and self real in so many different ways. You know,
3: what is a drug that has become very addictive that um, uh, assumes all thought, and people don't even realize it, and that's the insidious nature of drugs is. Um, the culture surrounding social media where you see an article, you disagree with it or you agree very strongly and there's always going to be somebody who disagrees with you. Yes. And there's always going to be that clash. And, and people who are quote-unquote friends on Facebook or or different things go at each other's throats and say, you're an idiot for... Uh, identifying with any iota of what donald trump says and they're just their day (laughs) becomes an argument (laughs) with somebody and it becomes a drug and you draw a line in your brain an actual groove in your brain anytime you engage in this shit anytime or you go on tumblr to reaffirm your position you go to reddit to reaffirm your position you go anywhere to reaffirm your position not actually listen to someone else i don't i hear people talk about all the time where they clear out their facebook friends where they're like i just like this person sucked and like i for years i was like i should just get rid of them and i do and they have this great purge that they talk about i don't do that at all because the people that that are just so unlike me i i see them and i go like what like what is their position i really try and take it in i feel like that's how it should always be Yes. Anyone that once reached out to you as a Facebook friend or anything like like you should. And this is so weird that I'm having this conversation, but it's like, to me, it's almost weirder. It's str- It's far more strange that people are like, Oh, I just, I got rid of people that I didn't want to listen to them anymore. And it's like, well, what did it matter? Like, you're just taking in somebody else's point of view. Like it's like, it doesn't matter if they're like hyper Republican, like, just take it in, look at it, acknowledge it, and then disregard like whatever you don't agree with. The fact that we just want to is... silence everyone that doesn't have the same opinion as you is just mind-boggling That to me. is yeah. a
2: beautifully, beautifully pluralistic point of view. Unfortunately, in this day and age, in our current political biosphere- We have
0: so many platforms yeah, to exactly. always post our advice. Exactly.
2: Pluralism is in very short demand. Yeah. Yeah it's sad but thank you for saying that. Yeah. Young Derek, thank you for yeah. saying that. <laughs> cuz
3: I have a number of friends who it's funny cuz I feel like it's such a millennial thing to be like Republicans suck. And I have a lot of friends who are like listen, I just want to I want the nation to be fiscally sound. Like yes. that's all I care about. And and right now socially we can't get over shit. So the the the, no. the the current like tent pole of my party is is more extreme than I want. All I want is a balanced checkbook. That's what I want, and I have a number of friends who were raised that way. That it's kind of like, yeah, I'm watching my party implode on itself.
2: It might possibly be that the future election is defined by those people who are interested in an economic balance versus those who are interested in a humanistic balance. I would agree. Services and provisions for people who need certain things. Now, a lot of people are going to stand hard about what a government is not supposed to supply or right. what they're not obligated to even supply right and some of the best characters we see represented in today's comic books are individuality versus system controlled conditions mm-hmm. it's fascinating to watch 21st century comic books explode in these new directions a great example being violent that we oh, were just talking amazing. about just exactly. now yes exactly yeah
0: i and like honestly it it made me like heartbroken just reading the end too yeah. i yeah. i was so devastated i closed it and i looked at max and i was just like i didn't like that end like i just whoa, whoa. wanted to cry
3: but it's it's nice because it's like we turn to comic books some of us yes. as like a as as a mode of distraction exactly. other people go like this is storytelling and for me it's the tragedy mask and i One of the things that I feel like so many people are like, man, why is this such a downer? Like, why are you like that? It's like, to me, I feel like I don't need antidepressants because I keep in contact with what is really sad about life. You know what I mean? If you you try and shut that out, if you try and silence that, you don't live in the world where that shit actually happens, then yeah, you're going to be like, man, I'm sad. But to me, it's like, well, it's a part of life. Like, we have to accept that. So this doesn't make me sad. It just it made me feel like oh shit i didn't realize that how can i like how can i add to this and like make sure that somebody that's going through the struggle isn't going through this as frequently oh, as they wow.
2: need to you know yeah. what i mean we're going so deep tonight. i know i, know, I, know. I don't mean to take it too deep I love it. anyway that um, well i mean great. my hats off to ed brisson mm-hmm. and his artistic team thank Adam you for writing them too yes. and and Michael so garland really. yep. my hats off to ed grissom for for creating this great new story and yeah, one of the, the one of the points really
3: that great. we made when we did the x s n, which is uh, not frequently that's almost like cheapening the word is 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 image with their number ones they're never so bold to say, "Oh, this is fucking brilliant right out the gate. Okay. They always make it two ninety nine We yes. talked about a book. Coming out of Marvel five ninety nine right know. out of the gate, holy like, fucking shit, so Marvel! Sad. You really think highly of yourself? Doesn't, doesn't matter. It is dude. a special.
0: It is a doesn't thick matter. one too, it's or a cool. bigger book. This is
3: this is a new book. We should be valuing the fact that it's a new book, and an image goes. Listen, two ninety nine. That's what we want. Thank you. It's brilliant.
2: Go out and get the violent. Even if yes. you the best a, deal of the week, take for a, sure. Take a look at image of the recent copy of They're Not Like Us. No advertisements. No mm-hmm. inside cover. Yes. They are wall to wall. Yeah, Cover to Corey. Yep. Cover to cover narrative. As it should be. And uh, 2.99. Exactly. And it's yep. amazing. Capped it. Cap that limit. Isn't
0: that great? Yes. <laughs>
2: that one had the lid on. Yes! I'm glad I didn't open it. <laughs> As you're getting ready to open it.
0: I also cannot Thank wait you. for the second one because it, it was yeah. left at such a, a gray hook, I yeah. believe. Oh,
3: and yes. before yeah. we before we close, we talked about this on XSN. Yes. The cover is such a brilliant depiction of the thesis of the story Definitely. The,
2: the strongest piece of narrative yeah. is right on the cover on the, on the cover. crystal as day yeah. all you have to be is an insightful person this kind of artwork asks the bystander to be an insightful person for half a minute Definitely. and just to take a look at this art and see what it means that's why it's so good 90% of easy. the good. cover
3: image yes. is a fence that shows a shadow yes. of a man moving a baby stroller along Yes. Right. The and other 10% of the image is up. very close to the spine of the comic, the far margin on the left. And it is foregrounded a gun in the waistband of uh, a uh gentleman. of a gentleman um in 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 his pair of jeans who is pushing
2: the baby carriage with right. him.
3: Right. Right. So we very clearly see uh Uh, an illusion of what I want which is to be a family man and the reality of what I am which is still arguably a villain although to
2: to be a guarded man yeah armed yep to protect a child that's in front of you and to be fully it. Understanding the very
3: harsh reality of things.
2: There's a whole yes. there's a whole weirdness. This is where we're talking about post-9-11 storytelling, yep. yeah. I think, yeah, in violent. Yep. I think it's fascinating, Yeah, really. it's
3: great. So we go to a more fantastic side of things
1: <laughs> yes. with
2: Aristotle's oh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch, number one. Yes. yes. Scarlet Witch, yes. number so one. so cool. I love yeah. this cover. I know. It's mm, gorgeous. It's a great cover. She's so badass.
0: She is. Uh, she
4: looks Talk to I'm, us about I'm it. I'm not sure when the last time it was that she had her own book, but she's got her own book now. Yes. And she, about hasn't been, time. she hasn't right. been around much since uh, Avengers versus X-Men because that was her fault. and Or at least it I haven't fault. seen that like, she made all the mutants disappear. And then she, uh, she disappeared in, for a little while in Marvel because I can't think of where she's been. But she's back in New York, and she's here to solve crimes on nice. uh, on her own. No Avengers-scale stuff. She just wants to live and see what the people are like getting that nitty-gritty. Uh,
0: oh, so she's taking, like, a Jessica Jones route? A little bit. That I mean she still cool. has a very good like She's
4: cool. a very nice home up in New York where she has an amazing view, apparently. Oh nice. Oh I wanna check that out. Oh, me too. And, yeah. and uh she fights a demon at the She, she does it's
2: uh, cool. I feel
4: like it was kind of a it should have been a bigger deal, but it, it kind of uh got the ball ball rolling on where we're probably gonna go with this and that uh she said when I was using the magic I felt she essentially said yeah. I felt a disturbance in the force. Oh, oh
0: I see. So that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. A oh, generational Marvel. reference. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Marvel, which is owned by Disney. Exactly. <laughs> and Lucasfilm owns, yep. owned by Disney. Marvel. Oh shit. Damn, it, okay. They just love to tie
0: yes. into each other now, mm. don't they? <laughs> I mean Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's great. Yeah. I, love, really I cool. love I
2: love I love some Scarlet Witch energy when yes. mm-hmm. they give her an independent story like this. Yes, and let her explore That's what I'm some of that. Finally excited about. Yeah, but I then, dig that. I dig that. Uh, I yeah, it was. I great. like
0: her crown a lot too. Is that mm. like a? Does she have a completely it, new outfit? Or? Uh,
4: yes, but it doesn't really look like what it looks like on the the cover. The cover's uh, all fancy design, but very uh,
0: fancy. But you know,
2: the bl- art is great in it. Black and white and red is a very strong it design is. choice. I like love
0: it. That's I love good. it. I like love when We're covers have just like white street walky clothes oh, wow. and then the cloak.
2: Oh, check yeah, that out! She looks
0: <laughs> very casual.
4: Check that out. Casual with the cloak. With the cloak, <laughs> I like the cl-
0: and you... the and the headpiece.
4: Yeah, how much
3: of too. the um, Age of Ultron audience do you feel like they are keeping? In... Yeah, do you feel like for uh... the for the people that are like. I loved her in Age of Ultron. I'm glad that she finally has her number one. Do you feel like they keep that in mind, or is it like completely in line with the previous comics?
4: Totally in line with previous comics. I think it'll bring people in on that—that that it's Scarlet Witch number one. But I right. mean, there's a uh, she looks
1: gorgeous.
4: Fans of the movie Scarlet Witch aren't gonna right. I be so, not so much not satisfied, but they're just gonna be like, "Oh, this is not what I was expecting." And That's fine. It's still a lot of interesting stuff for that.
3: And a to jump number of the, the heroes that I started out reading that I was like, oh, they're in the movies, so I was mm. like uh, okay. There's a whole storyline that came before this. I shouldn't just assume because of the movie that oh. it's gonna model yeah. the, right. the same way yeah. in the comic. That's just something you get used to in comics. Yeah,
0: it's like. just a different arc. That's yeah. forever how I'll look at it.
4: Yeah. But it was good Solid. James Rob is it James we yeah, are bad with
3: things
0: uh... <laughs> I know where's your soundboard today too we
3: have a soul, oh, uh, a, soul. <laughs> a whole soundboard dedicated towards if we fuck up on the names too,
4: too lazy Let's to group. get it out yeah uh, James <laughs> Robinson Vanessa Del Rey and Jordi Belair
0: very nice, nice. Yeah.
4: Excellent. they
0: did a great nice. job Know, it's nice to
2: see continuing to push against the boundaries of female lead yes. titles. Yeah, excellent.
0: Especially like original female leads, not yep. like no harm against Gwenpool, but it is yeah. awesome just to see a woman come up from their own character and not someone else's.
2: If you're if you're in a world where Thor is going to become a woman. Right. You're in a world where mm. Scarlet Witch is going to get a beautiful individual title. Exactly. You're, getting, you're in a world where Black Canary is going to get more attention. <sighs> yeah, I'm just saying. Have you're talking you are read- in the whole new you, world. Oh yeah. You're talking to the biggest. I love, that's great. I love
0: Black Canary. Have you read her new title? With it's the Wicked Fletcher? Good. Oh my yes. God. It makes me so happy. It's Wicked Good. I dressed good. as her um, for Kamikaze. Which was really exciting. Uh, yeah. I love for real. her so much. I love everything that he did with her and turned her into like this punk band. See? Oh, it's exactly. Amazing.
2: You're, you're in this conversation now. The conversation is that it's not a boys club. Far gone is that old generational yes. concept about it being you a boys club. You are right in
3: terms of comics. You're not, why you Scarla- are
2: not. Scarlet Witch has got this beautiful cover mm-hmm. and it's great coverage. In but I life. will say this. It's great. I, th- I think the comics. Yeah It's
3: not a boys club anymore The films Far gone The films As far as the Marvel universe is defined It is very much a boys club still Uh, Still Black Widow uh, Listen to me Black Widow's not getting her movie Scarlet Witch is not getting her movie. You know Trail. who's getting her movie? Wonder Woman's getting her movie. You know who's got a, oh, her own fucking TV it. show? Supergirl it. has Here her own fucking TV show. Here Anyone wants to talk to me about DC? Fucking my kiss God. my ass. Because we have fucking Wonder Woman. We have Supergirl. Marvel wants to come at me. Kiss my ass. So none of them Jessica get their own very
0: What about Jessica Jones? What about her? She'll so be an afterthought. She'll so be an afterthought. She gets a Netflix series. She's getting so like enthralled into yeah, this universe. Yeah, for this month.
3: For this month. And then guess what? She's not going to be in the film. Excuse me. I saw Pepper
2: Potts get into a goddamn (laughs) Iron Man outfit and kick everybody's ass. Excuse me. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Iron Man 3. You're talking about Iron Man 3, one of the worst...
3: Pieces of shit that Marvel's ever put out in their life. Put out by a director that's going to be putting out a very awesome movie called The Nice Guys, featuring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling.
0: Haterade. You need to quit. Listen, listen,
3: listen. Iron Man Three is one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever sat through in my (laughs) life. (laughs) Listen, Shane Black, you put out, you put out a really great comedy that should not have been in the Marvel universe. Put out a really great comedy. I cannot wait to see the nice guys. I cannot wait to see the nice guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe because that looks like a okay. fucking hilarious movie Okay, but Iron Man 3 was a piece of garbage no, it okay. makes no fucking okay. sense okay no <laughs> Why?
2: nerd edict out of the way edict get the edict of the nerd out of the way I have to say Shane Black created something refreshing vulgar give me a piece of wait it was, of, oh, wait. God it was it. refreshing and refreshing vulgar what? in the world of Iron Man hold on Ben Kingsley, Oscar winner, oh, Ben Kingsley, two kept in say. the background. Fucking it was, red herring it was super that
3: didn't clever. live up to the oh, villain. That is the Mandarin. My Give left. Me left man. What about the right. Captain, the captain
0: Marvel movie that's going to come out? The Civil what War. about it? It's
3: not coming out.
0: Yes, it is. And also oh, Civil War is going to bring Sharon Carter, which is a large part. She's oh, and not going to play. Kick ass. She's
3: not going to do shit. Because Disney's not gonna come in. If they have their know. princesses, this is their if, this is their male this is the wait. male equivalent to the princesses that they have coming out from Disney.
2: If women have no, a place in the Marvel Listen universe, right. this is a place. I, this for the is, Marvel is not something women that, women that because, I say
3: that Disney should do. What this about even Gamora? She's fucking
0: badass. Who? Gamora.
3: Gamora's awesome.
0: She's such a badass the of backdrop, Marvel
3: woman. Okay. Star Lord Drax Raccoon Groot She is a girl Amongst boys It's not
0: Who cares She still fucking kicks ass I think she's
2: awesome You're great So is Uhura You're right Lieutenant Uhura but was a girl not, among men. But she's not men. Marvel. She's but not she was Marvel. the first black right. woman to but kiss not, Captain Kirk right. on fucking television. Are you kidding me? Wait. She broke every goddamn this is ceiling that could be broken. This is not Disney. This
3: is not but Marvel. Listen, I don't disagree with what you're only, saying. I'm it, simply it, saying that Marvel needs to catch the it, fuck up because DC is barely my, out the gate. Agree. And they have Wonder Woman and they have Supergirl. So kiss my ass, Marvel. <laughs> Kiss the oh whole of God, my purple what? asshole. You are so clever. Oh,
0: I know. It's it, annoying, isn't it? It,
2: it takes.
3: It Disney takes- wants to sit there with their shit fucking grin. You got no female <laughs> heroes that are going to carry their own fucking weight in the box office because you don't commit. To your story.
0: I will admit DC that they biggest came balls. out the gate when they got it. Push it up and be a real is What the the
3: trailer to Batman vs the where the two colossal box office titans are going to square off? They choose to make one of the last moments of their the trailer the reveal of Wonder Woman. Kiss my ass, Marvel. Oh,
0: and she was actually really. that the
3: she thing is that the biggest the most badass moment of that trailer, it Marvel, was. suck it. <laughs>
2: Wait, you don't... You don't think Marvel is asserting Marvel. themselves in the feminist realm? You've got Evangeline Lilly taking on the version of Wasp. You've got yes. all his female characters in the Marvel You've Universe. You've got yes. Scarlett Johansson's ass taking up three-fourths of the fucking oh. screen while Shaft
3: sits up. there and you says something to her. As far as Scarlett- She's being objectified. This is not at all a feminist reading of I the have- female superhero.
2: I have to be honest. And this is
3: Joss Whedon directing it. A suit came in and said... Make sure that her, her ass takes up the entirety of the screen. Josh Whedon probably said, "I don't think I agree with this," and they said, "I don't give a shit." You know why? <sighs> All right, well, because that's the order of you. Marvel. Look, that
0: was crazy. Listen,
3: you what?
4: know what? Go back
3: and I look Avengers. Be. There's a scene where it's a shot, reverse shot, and rather than doing her shoulder looking at at Samuel Jackson, it's her fucking ass, and he's taking up one fourth of the screen looking at her. Go back and look Avengers. Go back what? and look at Avengers. I see
2: it. I All see it. What truly. was the other book? I see it truly. What was your? Uh, I'm a gay man. I think it, I think it's kind of hot when Scarlett Johansson has her ass stuck in my face. I just think it's kind of cool. I don't know. She's Excuse me nice for thinking butt. that, but I I kind of think that that that's, that that's you thinking
3: with your dick, not with your feminist mind. I have. You I have a feminist mind. I have a pro-feminist mind. I do. I have
2: more of a profound I believe in the
3: equal treatment of women. That's why I say you would never put you would never put Steve Rogers' ass, no matter how much the girls I've or the gay it. boys uh, want to see I've it, I've it. I've as three fourths of and the screen. His
0: ass. I feel like it's sex appeal for both. That's just what happens in movies. No, no, no. no. But the That's difference is listen, the whole thing the of is, is catching your the sex difference appeal. Is, you can even look at television shows. I agree. Half of the time, it's They're shit. But it's just hot people doing hot things. If a, if a man things. is too
3: skinny, he will ha- he will catch the same flack, in a superhero film that a woman catches which is he's too skinny I need to see him with more muscles the same thing that's being said about How Gal Gadot which is bullshit but listen to, listen to me listen to me
0: it goes both ways You're not, not see, you're not gonna thing, see though. you're
3: not gonna see three fourths of Chris Evans's ass I've in a shot it, reverse fucking shot of <laughs> the narrative where exposition is being delivered you're not gonna see that you're gonna only see that with Scarlett Johansson because she is valued by her ass she is not. In the eyes of the suits, yes, she is. In the eyes of the fans, there's plenty of people that have seen her carry the weight of a fucking narrative where she's not objectified that want to see her like that because it is a Disney Marvel thing and they just cannot get over the fact.
0: But weren't you just saying that Disney was so like.
3: No. No, Like They're didn't. so
0: like Disney princess. They're not going to objectify their, oh my God. their women then.
2: Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. I think the market, Go back and watch I th- Avengers. I think the marketplace has opened yes. up to allow for a broadcast of both messages. And, okay. Listen, it is. we're Jessica we're, Jones wait is all sex. That's we're, all we're, I want to say. Yes, but it's, it's great because it's no, mature wait. content. We are, we are in a post Katniss Everdeen Jessica Jones world. We really are. Yeah. We are seeing females represented in the popular marketplace in a whole new way.
0: And it's not even just that, too. It's Jessica Jones is like the male. She's a woman who acts like a male. And I am all for that because I'm the same fucking way. I don't think it's objectifying whatsoever. Who cares if you act a certain way? That's you. Yeah. No woman is supposed to be exactly the same way.
3: you're a hundred percent correct and I'm not saying that Jessica Jones is wrong in the way that she's when they get to the point where she's actually solving a crime and she's actually whooping ass and it's like yeah that should have happened like ages ago that's a hundred percent correct but then when they're like here's the obligatory woman is like super sexualized to the point where she's breaking a bed
0: she's drunk all the time she doesn't give a shit (laughs) exactly
3: Like that's her fucking
0: character
3: she she She's not what I take uh because she's not the Because dis- she's not listen, your cookie cutter no, 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 no. woman that listen, you think. Listen, listen, listen. That's like you're a feminist no, woman. You're you're, you're pegging me that as something out of my what I am criticizing is the Disney Marvel. That's not Disney Marvel, that's <laughs> Netflix
2: Marvel. Okay. I am criticizing <sighs> Disney Marvel. Okay. okay, wait a minute. No.
0: Nonetheless, it, it's all the same shit.
3: It's not all the same shit. There's no way in which we're gonna see Christine Ritter for more than maybe a second in Infinity Wars.
0: Because they're two like different things. You're not even gonna see That's Daredevil what I'm saying. either. That's
3: what I'm saying. I'm criticizing Disney Marvel. I'm not criticizing <laughs> Netflix Marvel. But it's just
0: two different universes that they're incorporating and like they, I I'm feel talking... like I feel like Daredevils and Jessica Jones mm-hmm. was a backlash to yeah. Errol and Flash. Like their union of Right like Entering yeah. the universe. But ironically, think...
3: they're much darker than Arrow and Flash.
0: Exactly because they're going in that right. DC direction of being dark, and it right. was they're fun to see from them. The two. Yeah.
3: We're arguing about the same point. Okay, I'm not dismissing anything about Jessica Jones other than maybe they really, maybe they don't don't need to be so sexualized with her. But exactly for the people that are like you, it's like hey, sometimes women are sexual.
2: Let's just show that
0: it is what it is.
2: It's beautiful. Yes, come on, Tank Girl from the '90s. Come on, bring it. Yes, exactly. All right, look, Jessica Jones as a phenomenon on Netflix exists because there is a current conversation about creating content that features these characters these female characters okay Mm -hmm. it's not just Constantine it's Rachel Weiss who is with Constantine that's we are oftentimes more interested in what Rachel Weiss has to say with her twin sister who's caught between heaven and hell yeah we're much more interested in this character than we are in in Keanu Reeves Constantine himself (laughs) I mean seriously okay the fact that women are presenting themselves in broad public comic book discourse yeah. and Netflix discourse, yeah, every level. Watch what what is the what is the Wachowskis doing with Matrix eight, uh, Sense eight, Sense eight, right? Yeah, Matrix it's amazing. 8. That's funny. We, it's <laughs> it's really interesting that all of geek culture at every single level at every entry point is energized with this new conversation of female characters and the roles that they play in what is commonly accepted traditional comic book tropes right. it's a continuing fascination for me i love it it's yeah it's yeah. fascinating
0: it's awesome I... the
2: debate should be the how is it it, it
3: should it should be like we- like we care like we yes. should care yeah. it shouldn't oh, be, it, sh- just, it, it shouldn't be like we're just oh yeah it's just girls about. playing yeah
0: yeah you it's know not what I mean? just we should, a bunch of princesses care. in a garden right yeah any more Yes, thankfully there
2: was a period. Yeah. look at the beauty the of She Hulk right now. Yeah, exactly. Short title, amazing. Yeah. yeah, what else do we have tonight? On
0: oh, um, Derek, you have something.
3: We have a, a very awesome crossover. Oh, this oh, yes. is so kick-ass. That has I been the highly anticipated crossover event. With. Of 2015. Pretty random, but despite so the exciting. fact, despite the fact that uh, <laughs> that Star Trek and Green Lantern came to a close oh the gosh. same week, <laughs> I've been talking about it all, uh, all, all this podcast. It was a great close. I don't need to spend any more time because we're talking about a different crossover. We're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What meets
2: Batman. Batman, Batman. Oh, I want to do the comedy route. TMNT meets Batman in a camp version, or is it <laughs> realism? Do we get realism or camp? What do we get?
3: What, what we get is a a, a, a a sort of. Even though this is meant to be a a modern uh, understanding of the both of them, it's a cool mashup. What though. I feel like it taps into is the peak of of well the the peak of turtles was during the nineties. Yeah. I would argue. For real. I would argue. The peak of the turtles is the nineties. So real. Batman's been pretty everlasting and depending on who you ask, the peak of Batman could vary. But they went back Between to. Between Mr. Burton
2: or Mr. Nolan. Nolan or Mr. Miller. West, it or depends West, upon who you, you ask. know Or Adam West. Or Mr. West. Is, is Mr. his West. interpretation. Okay, so those are four, Batman's yes. very, very. Miller, West, Nolan, yeah, Burton. Exactly. Those are your top four Batman spanning, interpreters right spanning. there. Spanning. Bring but it. so,
3: So Bring I, it. what I feel like is <laughs> yes. we are meant to understand this yes. as a new 52 Batman, both okay. in suit and both in terms of narrative. Yeah. But yeah. the tone is very much 90s Batman cool it's nice. very much 90s batman you what look the at the little tmnt you, flair you, yeah you, you you look at the bat symbol yeah it's very 90s batman oh, you look, you look at the consistent. gotham it backdrop it's very 90s it's very batman 90s. and so that's how the two um uh meet and sort of their marriage happens is like you I guys wanna remember
1: the, the i want to play the
2: bat dance by yeah. prince
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to
2: play the fucking bat dance yeah. right um, now and, <laughs> and so and i want
0: to do
2: the bartman bartman oh, are you
0: kidding
3: me that's brilliant <laughs> And, uh, and what's interesting is how the story starts out is the story is being told at first by a, a woman that was in a lab um, where equipment was stolen by the turtles. Yeah. They were th- Use at the start of this story and you go, what? Not my turtles. No, not those. Not my Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, guys. and Michelangelo. They would not steal. Why would they steal? And but, so this woman is telling the story to Batman. And Batman
2: has a reason to be pissed off.
3: And so Batman's like, yes. well, if they're but stealing always. shit, and then they must be. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is they they have left a mark behind <laughs> of a ninja clan because yeah. they're the teenage ninja uh Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, and so uh, well, but he thinks of them like a Foot Clan. Ah, so he's like, oh, they're using the style of ninjutsu, and they're using no other style. Yeah. And Alfred's trying to convince him. I was like, oh, maybe this is the um, League of, of Assassins. Um, oh. which, which ties a in The League of Shadows. Shadows. Yes. Um, oh, dude,
1: I thought that was the soundboard. Which,
3: which we talk- yeah, that was so <laughs> good. Brilliant, good dude. Aristotle. Bring that. Very good Aristotle. That. that was so, brilliant. And um, so I pointed this out on XSN. What yeah. I feel like when you do a crossover you need to do is you need to cr- cast a very broad net for the Both of the properties. So I feel like the common reader of a crossover between Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to be familiar with some things of the comic book, but also the um, movie trilogy. Uh, The most recent being Nolan's. So even though we're borrowing an aesthetic from the 90s, we also um, bring in the League of Shadows, League of Assassins that um, Alfred mentions. We bring in Killer Croc, who has had a good amount of, I feel like, attention in the Arkham games. Definitely. Um, And he is bumming around, uh, Killer Croc is, through the sewers and stumbles upon the TMNT hideout. Destroys it. <laughs> and basically <laughs> I had to swallow my own spit. <laughs> That's lovely. And basically, that super hot. and basically uh uh um they're out a uh, home so they come crawling out of the sewers. They go, yo! Look at this ride and some Batmobile, and oh, they check the, out those the, wheels, and say, bitch ass wheels. The- yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and it's awesome. After a uh, encounter with Shredder, where Shredder mentions the turtles, and oh, Batman, of shows up. Batman yeah. thinks that when he mentions turtles, he mentions people like himself who are ninjas that dress up as an animal moniker oh as God. a as a manifestation of an animal and he's like turtle clan okay and then once they're checking out they're like yo check out the wheels and they're out of the sewers okay. they're looking at the Batmobile they're like uh, I think it has a different owner they look up to the rooftop above and Batman's like turtles
0: that's so cool <laughs>
3: actual turtles I could only actual imagine
0: turtles. like what he thought they had yeah. looked like in mm-hmm. costume right
3: <laughs> ninjas oh taking gosh. on some sort of turtle like like
0: shell like on their like, back. like
3: like uh technique to ninjutsu and then when he shows up and actual turtles are at his
0: Mobile, batmobile yes.
3: that's where the story leaves off so it was a very awesome. very hilarious awesome tone with a lot of action brought to this first issue of six issues that we will get nice. for a crossover. And who did this one? This would be uh, so Tinian, cool. Mr. Tinian, uh, who we had here and was uh, signing Ooh. for uh, Mr. James Tinian The fourth is uh, uh, doing the script on the book, and he signed um, some books that we have on XSN, yes. and we nice. were selling for $10. That's signed. Nice. Um, otherwise, it's three ninety nine dollars uh, for an unsigned copy, and it is awesome. We still have probably about 10 issues left if you're listening to this on December 12th, Saturday, or December
4: 13th, my birthday. Yeah.
0: Birthday. Happy Coming early up. birthday, Darren! Thank you very
1: much.
4: Happy birthday! Happy early birthday right I now, and then daddy. also happy early birthday when this comes out. Yes. Because uh, temporally,
3: <laughs> uh, we are talking about now across the um, uh, gaze well, of, I guess of, over these uh, microphones, but also as the podcast happens.
4: It's actually, it's actually just still today, just because Saturday. One hundred percent today. Yeah. Oh
0: my god! Yeah. Why
1: are and now the
3: quest away? for healthcare begins because I am twenty-six.
0: Yay! Mm. Hilarious. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Welcome to being 26. Yep. It's awkward. And fun. He, he just
3: threw me a, like, yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah. on our side. I had to go get health insurance. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So, it is, it's interesting because I'm hitting healthcare insurance at 26 in December of 2015, which is like a lot of people are going to have to be doing the same thing. So That's I was smart. like, oh, okay. I've all had right, my then.
0: own health insurance since I was like 18, though.
3: Yeah, I've I've only been on my parents'. You Thanks. Lucky SOB. Perks to uh, thank uh, thank you very much, Rick and Cindy Vandermillen in um, Marion, Iowa. I love you very you much. You really
0: want to tell like everyone <laughs> your mom and dad Why name the and fuck where not? they live? I don't Why not? Stalkery? That's Marion, <laughs> Iowa. Okay. Put it out there. Okay, come
3: come That's come. Uh, have fun in the the place where people are just nice.
0: And grow up, cute little. And that's
3: all we really have claim to.
0: Being nice, Taco Bell. Yeah,
4: (laughs) well, (laughs) you never let me forget that meth. Yes, 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 yes.
3: (laughs) We have a Taco Bell that was like having meth, like sold out of it. Holy shit! In a la Breaking Bad,
1: do
3: you know? Um, So yeah, um, but anyone from home is not going to be disappointed by the fact that I'm saying that because we also like the fact that the rest of the nation couldn't give a shit because it's kind of a, a liberating experience to yes, have have indeed. the whole of the nation be like fuck you and you just get to chill out where you live <laughs> that's nice <laughs>
1: you know i fuck get yeah.
0: that
3: that's nice <laughs> Those I are my that. picks of the week. Those the Violent and uh, 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 Batman and <laughs> TNT. Oh, you didn't talk about Dark Side War. I didn't. I can talk oh, very briefly about Dark Side War. Which I know
0: Max like was super interested in. Yeah?
3: Me- oh, yeah. yeah. He brought. It, I brought it in and he was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. So to to, to, to fill you in on the Dark Side War, um, the most recent issue that has come out uh, is talking about Lex Luthor, who uh, we've talked about. Superman, who fell into the uh, hell pits, the hellfire of Apocalypse, came out as Nega Superman.
0: How do you make Superman even more powerful?
3: You throw him into the fire pits and then strip him of his Midwestern upbringing, where he says, No, I probably shouldn't do that, and goes, What the fuck? Why not? Oh my god. Bring me pie. I have thwarted the beast of Metropolis. I should be rewarded for my doing.
0: I'm just an all-powerful god now.
3: So that's uh, Negus Superman. Then we had uh, Flash, who has been fused with the Black Racer and is essentially the epitome of death. That was his one shot. Yes. And he was like, yo, I'm not going to be death. I'm too fast for you. (laughs) And then we had Green Lantern, who is the Lord of Light, Who also, similarly to Barry, um, rejected um, the ability to be a god and said, I have space time all before me. I have light before me. uh, I'm here at the time of creation and being a god, I have no willpower. Right. The defining thing about being a human is that we have willpower. We have say. We We define our experience. And that's his thing. Yeah. Without his willpower, who is he? He has, he has no identity, so he rejects being a god. That's why that issue was so fucking badass. Hell yeah. But this and issue that boy. came out this week is Lex Luthor, and he faces a, a a trial in which the thesis of Lex Luthor, which is, I do not want the whole of humanity to be saved by anyone besides himself. Right. That is Lex Luthor to a T. Cause it's not because he fears Superman. It's not because he's jealous of Superman, as some people crudely say. Right. The reason that Lex has animosity, has ill will, and dislikes the whole concept of Superman I feel like it's is because mo- humanity will rely on Superman if they can. And that weakens humanity. So what we see is Lex Luthor at very pivotal points in his life coming face to face with someone trying to help him. And him saying no. Saying I was raised to reject help because it will make me stronger. Right. This is all against his current trial which when he's on uh, Apocalypse... It has been prophesized that he is going to be the one to embrace the Omega effect, oh, a part right. of Dark Side, and lead the army of parademons. Dark, side. Dark side. Aristotle just looks. Who said that? What's the matter?
4: I could have swear the phone just rang.
3: Someone's like, Yo, get off the pocket. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. um but so he doesn't gain the Omega effect until he accepts help but also makes the sacrifice. What exactly
0: is the Omega effect?
3: So it's what's inside Darkseid. It's what with it's the power within him. The uh-huh. power that after Darkseid is killed, which is interesting because the Darkseid War had four parts of of one artist that was amazing. I, the name slips my mind, but it was Jeff Johns writing. Right. And uh, at the at the at the very close of those first four parts, Darkseid is killed in the battle between him and Annie Monitor. And after he is killed, all this residual power that remains goes to. The Justice League, and each of them become a new god. We see that in Batman, as he is right. in the Mobius chair,
0: and he doesn't leave.
3: Yep, and then Flash is fused with the Dark, uh, the Black Rider. Um, Green Lantern is the Lord of Light. Uh, Superman is fused with the the, the the Hellfire pits. Lex Luthor now in hab, um inhabit basically looks exactly like Darkseid on the cover of this issue, the Darkseid War. Lex Luthor, Justice League, which is League,
1: amazing, which
3: is awesome. Oh my gosh. And at the end, if you open up one of the f- final splash pages,
0: oh, is wow. well,
3: looks- Lex Luthor looks very much like Darkseid, he but just like that. before that, he stands before. All the parademons.
0: Oh my god!
3: And in a way, it's him saying, I need your guys' help. Which is what he could not face in the beginning. He wanted to do this alone. And if he's going to do this as dark side and embrace the power of the Omega Effect, he needs, he needs an army. army. He needs the parademons. Yeah. So... I don't know... So
0: is this like the sign of the apocalypse?
3: I don't... You know, it's it's awesome because I have no idea where this is going because Jeff Johns, since the time of his first issue of Justice League, or not necessarily because I don't know that Lex showed up in the first issue, but in the New 52, as defined in Jeff Johns' view of the New 52, right? Lex Luthor is not bad. In fact, Superman doesn't trust him, and we have not really seen... An example of a reason why Superman should not trust Lex Luthor.
0: Right. But I Which feel is like... what
3: is so brilliant about what Jeff Johns is doing, is because we are just waiting for Lex Luthor to do something to mess that up. But we're in like the 40th issue
0: and of the so Justice nothing. League,
3: and we still have not seen a bad Lex Luthor. So this that is the is first. Weird. This is like.
0: But I feel like he does alternate between being good and bad. He
3: no, it's just because we know him to be Lex Luthor, right? So in Forever Evil, he had to fight the Crime Syndicate, which is the alternate, the like nega versions of the entire Justice League. But it was the villains fighting the antithesis to the Justice League. Uh So is that really him doing any wrong on his part? Not so much. No. So now Lex looks like what Superman is like sworn against. Right. Like if he didn't trust him before, he now looks like the spitting image of someone he should not trust.
0: Definitely. Especially if him going to the army, that's even...
3: Right. If he has a whole army on his back, it's like, how do you plan on using this, dude? Right. Like, who are you going to fight? Darkseid's dead. Are we fighting the N A. monitor? What are we doing? Right. So, especially now, it's like, He looks like Darkseid, and there's no filter on Superman. What is that dynamic going to be? So I cannot wait until Justice League uh, comes out with their next issue. Um, And I want to know where Wonder Woman fits on all this, because she's the last... I don't know if she's going to get her single issue, but I feel like she... I feel like she has a major role in the main narrative,
2: so she might not get
0: a single that, issue. That would
3: be very exciting Because
2: she, Brian yeah. Nazarello has done some great things with the character so far in the past.
3: In, in Wonder House. Woman?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wonder and Wonder
3: Grant Morrison will also be doing a, an amazing job, I'm no sure. Direction. Oh, really? Oh, yes. he's with taking his, over? Yeah, yeah. for Earth-1 Wonder Woman. Oh, exciting. Which this started out with uh, Michael J. Uh, Straczynski? Yep. Is that how you say his last yes. name? Yes, Trzinski um, from Babylon 5. Right. Yes. Uh, he started the Earth-1 um, series with Superman Earth-1. Yeah. And it was pre-New 52, but essentially the same thing, of yeah. let's modernize Superman. But, but keep the final remnants of what made that character great in sort of his heyday. Yeah. So this is the Superman with the red briefs. This is the Superman that was defining for so many people. What is it that is like the peak of this person in what is defined as as their heyday? And so we did that with also um, Jeff Johns in uh, Batman Earth 1. We also got a Teen Titans Earth 1, which I know less about, but now we're finally getting a Wonder Woman Earth 1. Yeah. And when we had Grant Morrison on the show, he talked about two things. When he talked about Klaus, which was the book he was promoting at the time, he talked about the male the ideal male paternal figure yeah becoming and embracing the male ideal which is a paternal force yeah and valuing that because i think that in our day and age the paternal the the paternal ideal is a question mark i think I think I think it is a question mark. What does it mean to be the the ideal paternal archetype? What does it mean? Does it mean the same it did in the fifties? Does it mean the same as our dads that raised us? Does it mean the same now anymore?
2: You may be onto something there. Mm-hmm. The new generation of looking at paternal archetypes might be measured by a whole different meter. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bef-
3: before before I, I get that it was the strong yeah brooding father figure that made the hard choices you saw the fact that he he maybe couldn't communicate why he was doing this but you trusted the fact that he was on the right path anymore i feel like the ideal paternal figure has that same um quality about him but is perhaps more communicative
2: I think the comic book world and the nerd world right. is torn between Peter Parker
1: mm-hmm.
2: and Uncle Ben mm-hmm. versus Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Go on. As far as strikingly different parental stereotypes. Yeah. Totally. There is a lot of hay to be made in storytelling mm-hmm. between, you know, concussive, you know, uh, 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 and and coinciding parental archetypes versus. Aberrations in the in the parental archetype. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Which a is evident bit. in the Luke and Vader bit. archetype. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's interesting. You you're, mm-hmm. you're onto something. Perhaps that the that the sins of the father continue to st- stoke the fires of really good storytelling. Yeah. After all, and that's time. the
3: thing is I I feel well, like such a
2: classic it, archetype it,
3: in a way, isn't it? it you because know? Yeah,
2: when we when be. we go back into yeah.
3: the when we talk about archetypes and we go yeah. back and we dig through the mythology of humankind which is is not it's humankind but before it was referred to as mankind we yeah. go back to Cain and Abel we go back to these like very turbulent models of the male archetype yes the killers The brutality and anymore
2: versus the protector versus the the protector the, the gather- provider in in a certain generational shift there was yes. the gatherer and harvester mm mm-hmm. In that Cain and Abel relationship,
3: and yeah. one and, and one of the things that I feel like is so it's it's to care for the child.
2: Yeah, is considered maternal.
3: Yes, but that's bullshit. It's a paternal thing, the same thing, and that's what Grant was arguing with Klaus. This is Santa Claus. This is Santa begins. Yes, he provides for the children. He cares about children. And that's the thing is like in the first issue, he sees a child get smacked and he's about to slaughter all of the men that just stood by and let this child be abused.
2: Exactly. He is. is. And that's not something that that. should
3: just be viewed as as maternal. And so that's what he's saying is he was happy within his own writing that at the same time he was taking on a paternal archetype. Yeah. He was offering a maternal archetype in Wonder Woman, so mm-hmm. he he offered less about Wonder Woman because it was not the book he was promoting. And I don't I don't know how far he, along he is, but but to say that like he's he is along in in Klaus and the second issue should be coming out soon. But yeah. the first issue of Wonder Woman is in previews now for yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman Earth One, and it sounds like it's going to be awesome. So I am very what, excited what about this. What is those.
0: the premise for that one? I'm actually really excited.
3: Now. It's it sounds like it's going to involve the politics of Themyscira from a very that there's there's been some light treading on the politics of mascara of of we talk about a populace of of women that are very strong and mm-hmm. self-sufficient right. and they are always questioning what is the role of men. Why, why is it necessary if we're self-sufficient if right. we are the child bearers. What is the role? We really only need Just them for reproduction. Right. And I'm sure Grant is going to be able to walk that line of saying there is a purpose. And Wonder Woman's going to be the one that articulates that. Right. I I would imagine that I it's going to that. be an overgeneralization of the Amazonian tribe, clan women. Yes. That it takes Wonder Woman to say this is this is the reason. Kind right. of
0: like being
3: because she's the what diplomat. Would, so many people think it, of her as the warrior. What's she's like the diplomat. The
0: feminist for like a male? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. just being that.
3: Yeah. Of of saying, listen.
0: A male list. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So she'll just be the male list and mm. the. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. Especially I, with Grant Morrison's, that's me Morrison's me writing.
3: theorizing. Right. That's me right, right. Theorizing. Well, So we'll see wait what Grant see. offers. Yeah. Well, we'll, um, we'll see. That I'm I'm very excited to see how they and it's very unique when a writer gets to say to take on the duality of things of here's the male paternal archetype here's the maternal Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome now
4: that note yes signing off yeah we are signing off bye guys it's late
2: (laughs) I've been Aristotle (laughs)
0: I've been Jeanette. (laughs)
2: I've been the guest commentator. Yes. <laughs> Cliff, Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Clifford Broadway.
3: And also joining us tonight, we have <gasps> for a, a brief in. comment Say or two.
2: Say your damn A uh, sexy, tall Max. drink of water. Up Max. There. Max. Yes.
0: Wearing the air. Mr. Shirt. Max.
2: This Uh, is an uh, amazing show. Yes, Yes. thank you. Where we talk about cultural impressions. Mm -hmm. We talk about storytelling versus cultural impressions versus how the appetite of the people are taking in these stories. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating conversation. I love and I'm, I'm grateful... To come in and talk with you guys this Aww, week about thank this, you. it's thank pretty you. cool. We're so happy thank to you, have you. That's very cool, awesome shit. You, yeah. you, Thanks. you are a gentleman <laughs> I love it.
3: and a you scholar. Are. The both of those things with thank
0: a magent- or with a
3: majestic you. voice, majestic
0: voice, oh, as was magent- said
3: out in the parking lot yes. before we began this podcast. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so we thank you. Look yes. for Cliff. On xsn shopxsn.com is where nice, you will find
2: you. Uh, him doing his live cast and can follow Comodi- me on you can follow me on quick at uh, Twitter at quickbeam 2000 and you will most
3: likely be plugging your other uh, capacity in which you are here at the store which is the dot ring.net
2: yeah and we do a Tuesday show mm-hmm. for all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit fans so they can you know Get pissed off about <laughs> Peter Jackson. Yeah. We can, fucking, we can talk about that. But then
3: also defend yeah, him. I love it. But and then I'll, also defend him, like when the Guardian takes a shot at him, and which is, exactly. which is just wrong. Very wrong.
2: We can. We have fans who protect Peter Jackson. Yep. And we have some fans who take pot shots at Peter Jackson. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's an interesting fandom. We're energized and, and right now. And before we go, one
3: of the uh, amazing things I think is yeah. that is the films are are done,
2: unless it's like. Uh, Can you believe else? a children's but, story, The Hobbit, got an R rating? Yeah. Of all things, a children's book from 1937 got an R rating. Rating yep. in the extended edition of the Battle of the Five Armies. Yep. If you guys want to talk about that mm-hmm. and parse so that, though, yes.
3: though the third part of the Hobbit installment is out and it's has, been, out has been good, you guys Seriously. are still still managing to keep an awesome show I where you're talking that. about
1: the Hobbit. I appreciate and, that. And 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 the cap is
2: off to you guys. But thank yeah. you very, much. very well done. Come and and say hello to us on any given Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time.
3: Or or at Shop XSN when we will be dissecting books. We will
2: be talking about artwork here in the store. Amazing creative originals and some really cool geek stuff that everybody wants to check out. You're going to love it. To all of you that have
3: been listening, thank you for joining you. us on thank- Meltcast 3.0.
2: Thank you for asking me to join you guys. Anytime. Thank you. you. <laughs> awesome.
3: Enjoy your December uh, morning, afternoon, and evening. This has been Meltcast 3.0.
2: Cheers.
0: Do it. Meltcast.
4: Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all their sales and events. that happen every day.